Okay, folks, have a very special guest joining us now on the show. Um, but just by way of introduction, the 2014 Ryder Cup matches between, the Euro between Europe and the United States will be played at Glen Eagles Golf Club in Scotland. And from an Irish perspective, it's a very significant one, since it's the first time an Irishman is going to be captaining the European team, and he himself is a three-time winning member of the Ryder Cup. In fact, he sunk the winning putt in 2002, and he's also a four-time winner of the European, the European Tour. And joining me on the line now is Mr. Paul McGinley. How are you today, Paul? I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm fine. Very good, very good. Paul, I suppose the obvious question is, how does this all rank in terms of your accomplishments as a professional golfer? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a great honor, there's no doubt. I mean, certainly in terms of accomplishments, there's more I could have achieved winning major championships and stuff like that. But in terms of an honor uh, bestowed on you by your peers, it's a, it, it's a, probably is the ultimate honor in terms of European golf. So I'm very privileged as I feel it's an honor, not just for me and my family, but for, for Ireland as well too. Irish players, as you know, have had a great history in Ryder Cups throughout the years. And Christy O'Connor has played 10 Ryder Cups, for example. Um, and nobody has ever been captain before, so me being the first one uh, really means a lot to me as a as a proud Irishman. Excellent. So, Paul, despite the recent dominance by Europe and uh, the fact that we're defending the title here against uh, the, the legendary Tom Watson, it, it still has this kind of David versus Goliath scenario, but what were your initial thoughts when you first realized that the other captain was going to be a man that you, you probably grew up idolizing to some degree? Yeah, he, he 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 certainly was an idol, and he still is. I think he's a he's a wonderful man. He's everything everything that's good about the game of golf. Um, the way he plays the game, his behaviour, his integrity, everything is is absolutely top top top. So um, it'll be a great honour for me going up against him. I think uh, he'll be a great captain. There's no doubt. I think he'll have a very strong American team as well too. Uh, and I'm under no illusions, and I'll make sure that the, our team know as well too that you know this is going to be a you know, probably and possibly the strongest ever American team put out with with a very very astute captain who's already won in the past. So, um, yeah, it's I think it's going to be a, a tough task, but it's also a task that uh, I think we'll be up for. I think we've had European players have a great success, as you know, in the last five or six years in terms of winning major championships, and uh, it should uh, all go well for a very exciting Ryder Cup. Wonderful. So, Paul, the the event itself is still 18 months away, and I suppose the team doesn't really start to take shape until 2014. But uh, what type of activities are underway at this stage? You know, knowing that it's that far away, are there are there plans underway already with respect to the event itself? Very much so. Um, it's one of the things I've learned the last four or five weeks since I was appointed um, is the magnitude and size of the Ryder Cup. Um, it really has taken me by surprise. Um, how much work already has been undertaken by the by the staff of the European Tour Ryder Cup Committee um, behind the scenes, um, how many plans are already put in place, and how advanced those plans are. So um, I've spent my last four or five weeks getting to know all of those people, um, what roles they have, what they expect from me, um, and in return then, any ideas that I have, of which I have plenty, uh, I've been delegating them off to different areas and uh, letting them flower those ideas and, and let, let them come back to me in a few weeks' time with what can be achieved and what can't be achieved, what's realistic. Wonderful. So even at this early stage, um, Paul, the, I guess the avid golf fan kind of expects that certain names will be kind of automatic for this. So you, you kind of expect to see Rory and Luke Donald and Woods, Westwood and Mickelson 
But do you, do you ever kind of get ahead of yourself and, and even at this early stage start thinking about the automatics and, you know, um, or is that just a dangerous train of thought to have right now? Yeah, you know what, it, it's it, it's not something I've really thought about. Um, I think those guys you talked about is a, a very, very strong possibility that they will all be on on, on either team. Um, at this moment in time, what I'm more concerned about is um, how we're going to formulate our team. I know Tom Watson made the decision during the week where he's gone from four picks down to three, uh, and I have to decide very shortly in the next uh, couple of months how I'd like the European team to be formulated. Um, and that's what's kind of foremost in my mind at the moment. And ultimately, though, I'm I'm, I'm very secure and happy in the fact that uh, you know the guys who qualified for the team will have played extremely well, and ultimately, I know we'll have a we'll have a very strong team. Wonderful. We're uh, obviously heavily influenced by the uh, the U.S. media here in Canada as well, Paul. And uh, certainly, there's a, a very strong perception that Europe tend to be able to come to the Ryder Cup with a much sender, se- stronger sense of teamwork or team, if you will, than the U.S. Do you, do you think that has any merit? Do you, you know, having been on teams yourself. Do you find that the Europeans kind of have figured out the cocktail and how to create a better team team atmosphere, if you will? Well, I think uh, if you look over the last decade or two, I think that point is relevant. There's no doubt. Um, you know, we have bonded well as a team. We have done very well. But if you look short term over the last, uh, certainly the last two Ryder Cups, I think you'll find that the Americans have been very, very strong. And I think they've made a lot of strides in terms mm-hmm. of being very, very good as a team. Um, for example, in Medina, I thought um, that was the best um, motivated and well put together team that I came across. Um, I think Davis Love did an extremely good job behind the scenes there. Uh, I think he's been aided with some very good pairings that have come to fruition through through um, success they've had in the President's Cup. Um, and I think he's a very highly motivated and um, very, very strong uh, Europe, uh, American team with a very strong team ethics. So um, I, I don't think the point is relevant anymore. I think it may have been maybe a decade or so ago, but not so anymore. And uh, I think uh, the, Euro- the Americans are very, very up for winning the Ryder Cup. And uh, we've been very fortunate. We won the last two Ryder Cups by one point on each occasion, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny margin. So the cards have fallen ever so slightly in favor of us at the right time. And I think we're aware of that. And I think the the big thing to be aware of is that the line between the two teams is very small. And you know, but for the fact that things, Lady Luck, shown on us at the right time, the last two Ryder Cups, I could be, I could be talking to you now on the back of two losses rather than two wins. So the margin of error, the margin is is really really small between the two teams, and I'm very much aware of that, and, and the rest of the team are as well too. You know, certainly the last one was extremely exciting. I wouldn't be a good Irish Canadian, Paul, if I didn't ask you this final question. But um, the Canadian Open is played here. Um, unfortunately, it happens to be the week after the British Open, which is a bit of a logistics nightmare for the European lads. But there are uh, thousands of Irish people in this city and more of them coming by the week. And there's nothing we'd like more than to see an Irishman come over and, and play in the Canadian Open and, and cheer them on. Is there any chance we could ever lure you over here for the 2013 or 2014 to, to play in a PGA event before you hang up the boots there? Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I mean, I'd love I'd love to do it. Maybe if a, if an invitation came my way, I might do that. Uh, it would be uh, it w- it would be a great. Uh, I often tell people that Vancouver is is one of the uh, one of the one of the uh, the nicest and prettiest cities I've ever been to as well. Too Montreal, I'm not as much familiar with, uh, but I know you've got a beautiful beautiful country up there. And uh, 
yeah, if an invitation came our way, I'd very seriously uh, consider doing it. And uh, if not this year, maybe next year. We'll see. All right. Well, I'll try and pull some strings for you, Paul. But listen, okay. um, I'm about I'm about the same age as yourself, and I'm a kind of a big fan of yours. I've grown up watching you. In fact, I I spoke to you very briefly at Oakland Hills when you uh, when you uh, when you had some success down there. And in fact, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we had, had a great, great had, had a great yeah. time. And listen, I just on behalf of all the Irish in Canada, first of all, thank you for doing this, and I just want to wish you the very best of luck. And uh, we're very proud of you, and proud to see an Irishman in such a, a significant sports leadership role, Paul. So thank you very much for doing this, and the best of luck with everything. Ah, you're welcome. No problem at all. And keep flying the flag up there, and hopefully I get to see you in the next year or two. Sounds good, Paul. You take care of yourself. Bye bye. You too. All the best. Bye bye.